Hello, and welcome to the Refs Need Love 2 podcast, a show that gives you a real, raw, and behind-the-scenes view of one of the hardest jobs on the pitch, the referee. I'm your host, David Gerson, a grassroots referee with eight years of experience and over 1,000 matches under my belt. You can find me at refsneedlove2.com and on TikTok under the same name. In today's episode, we will be talking about how to get better as a referee. No one is perfect, and just like anything in science, sport, or an art form, we can always learn new things and get better over time. As they say, the more you know about the subject, the more you know you don't know. One day, I was talking to my former work colleague. Uh, He was in sales, and he was in his early 60s. But the guy was a high achiever and showed no signs of slowing down. I asked him, what did he do to stay on the cutting edge? And he told me, and I will never forget this, he said he doesn't fear getting old. He fears becoming irrelevant. And that's what fueled his search for knowledge. And it's always stuck with me. So what can we as referees be doing to always be staying on that cutting edge of change and making sure that we're staying relevant? Well, I think foundationally, and I'm going to list out probably about seven or eight different things here, but foundationally, I think your physical fitness, and I'm talking your aerobic fitness, I'm talking, you know, nutritional health are absolutely critical. So what are we doing during the week? to prepare ourselves for what we need to be doing on the pitch during the weekends. Are are we just going to show up and all of a sudden we're going to be able to be flexible and quick and explosive on the pitch? Or do you need to be practicing those things? Do you need to be doing, you know, sprints, you know, whether you can be on a treadmill or you're outside on a track, uh, your side to side movements, front and back, If you're not practicing those things during the week, I will tell you as you age, they become harder and harder and harder to do on the weekends. Uh, Generally for me, I run between, depending on the level of game, at the lowest level, about four and a half miles, the high levels at about six miles. And a lot of that, a good portion of that, 25% sometimes when you look at my stats, are sprints. So you need to make sure that you're in good physical health and you're practicing those explosive moments so you don't, you know, bust an Achilles or, you know, tear your hamstring or your calf when you're on the pitch. And those things even happen to professional athletes, but we need to be doing the right things to make sure that we're prepared for them not to happen when we're on the pitch. Someone once told me that when you actually go into a dead sprint from a dead standstill, that you're actually putting like 4X of uh pressure on your muscles. So if you were just standing up from a seated position, which I'm 180 pounds, you know, it's not too far off from 200. Okay. It's 180 pounds. Um, but if you're actually going from nothing to a dead sprint, it's like lifting 800 pounds for that moment, at least the the load on your, your, your muscles. And I'm no expert, but that's what I heard. And I think about that all the time. If I'm not doing my squats, doing my lunges, you know, with weight against them, um, doing some explosive moments like a, a movements like a burpee or something like that, then I'm going to be in trouble when I'm on the pitch. Uh, the other thing I would talk about is eating the right foods. Uh, what are you eating? I was sitting with <laughs> some young refs yesterday and they're like 17, 18 years old. Okay. They can eat a McGriddle and a McMuffin in the morning before they go ref. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, I need to have high fiber, healthy cereal, fruit, 
blueberries are my go-to, strawberries, bananas, things like that um, in the mornings before I go ref. And then during the day, I have a clip Bar, I have applesauce squeeze, but I'm always conscious of trying to put good things into my body uh, so that I can perform at my best. Very important. Um, I would also say in terms of physical fitness, what type of warm-ups are we doing? Are we doing dynamic warm-ups? We just standing around hanging out and then walking around on the pitch and think we're going to be able to be running and being okay. I see it all the time. Even with refs my age, they do a little bit of like reaching out and touching their toes, something like that, some side-to-side groin things. Oh my gosh, I am spending at least 15 minutes in my dynamic warm-up to make sure that I'm going to be prepared to be on the pitch. So that's the first thing, physical fitness. The second thing, and I think this is huge, is knowledge of the game. Everyone thinks they're an expert, but how many people can really quote, you know, the chapter and verse, if you will, of every single one of the laws of the game? I mean, there are very, very few people, and they're usually assessors (laughs) if they've got that kind of recall on all of the considerations for the laws of the game. Um, So how often do you read them? Do you have the app? Uh, Do you consult the app? often. Um, Maybe you don't read it cover to cover, but how often do you reference it? And what I would encourage is the next time that you're watching a game, you're watching a Premier League game, uh, maybe you're watching just a grassroots game, you know, try and look up the law for the calls that are made. If you see a throw-in, why don't you go look at throw-in and go look and see the the rules for the considerations for a proper throw-in? How about a kickoff? Uh, Certainly things that would be like handball, or dog so, or serious foul play, because handball, I mean, they change every single year. Do you know the exact language to use when you're explaining it to the players or a coach? Um, If it is something like a serious foul play or a violent conduct, do you know all of the considerations? Do you know the considerations for a reckless challenge? So I would encourage you, you know, refer to it, check it out, maybe not read every single law the whole way through, But take your time every now and then to just consult it Um, while you're sitting on the couch watching the game or actually at a field. Using the right language on the pitch is critical and it's going to help you be a better referee. The third thing on my list is watch the game with an assessor or get a proper assessment yourself. So I know in this country it's ridiculous that to get like professional assessments, at least in my area in Georgia, you've got to pay for it. I find that to be absurd, but it's a thing. But here in my region, and I think this is a thing all across the U.S., you can request from your state referee association a developmental assessment. So there's no fee. You're not paying $100 or $150 for a professional assessor to come out. You're getting a developmental assessment. Um, They come, they watch your game. They may not watch the whole game necessarily, but you're getting proper objective feedback from an expert in you know, a skill, be, being an assessor means you don't just know the, the laws of the game. You know how to help a referee kind of recognize um, what was happening out there. You know, what did they think about? What was the thought process? And what might they do differently or better next time? I find this to be very valuable. I will tell you, if you can't uh, get an assessment yourself or you don't want to pay for an assessment, which I, I really, again, I hate that. Can you go watch a game with an assessor? If an assessor is going to go assess someone else, can you go and sit with them when they assess? So you can just hear, and what are they looking at? What are they thinking about? 
What are they seeing? Um, I love sitting down and watching games with other top referees. I was sitting with three referees that I admire yesterday and just listening to them as they're watching what's going on and maybe picking up on a mechanic or positioning um, or a call or even just the sound of the whistle, I think is so interesting. You can always get better by listening to your peers, especially ones that you admire and look up to or have more experience than you. The fourth thing that I think every referee can be doing is what are you reading or what are you listening to? So beyond actually on the pitch, you know, are you having conversations with other referees from around the country or around the world? There are number of great, I say great, um, some interesting Facebook groups and some Reddit groups, uh, some subreddits that you can follow that have lively discussion. Now, again, I take this with a grain of salt. I don't know the, the qualifications of a lot of the people who comment on these things, but it's so interesting to see all of the perspectives. And you'll have some people that get on there that just give opinion, and you can tell it's complete opinion. And then you'll have like a proper referee get on there and quote the laws of the game and the considerations and really set things straight. And I think that's kind of cool to see. So I love it. Every time there's a, a, in a big match, like we're experiencing in World Cup right now or in Premier League, something that's very uh, widely seen and known, every one of these controversial decisions seems to get discussed on there, on those groups. And I love seeing the conversation around it and how people look at it. So I think that's good to see. Um, there are a number of really good podcasts, and I'm going to put uh, in the notes for this podcast some of the podcasts that I really enjoy. I will tell you, I don't just listen to ref podcasts, I have a wide range of interests, but regarding football, the beautiful game, I do like listening to other referees. I also uh, enjoy learning about the intricacies of the game of football from a coach's perspective, um, you know, from an expert uh, analyst perspective, just to understand what's going on on the pitch. Uh, so I have an idea of the game bigger than myself, which I think is really important. Uh, there's also something called the Dutch Referee blog and they have a weekly quiz that I think is fantastic. Uh, so again, I'll put those things in the, in the podcast notes. But if you're not reading, you're not listening, uh, you're not engaging with other referees in, in conversation, it's hard to really evolve as a ref. You need to be able to see things from a number of different perspectives. Uh, the next one for me is being open to feedback. This is a really big deal. Um, whether we're talking about being a referee or we're just talking about being successful in life. Again, as I said in my opening, the more you know about a subject, the more you know that you don't know. You could be talking to a Harvard physics professor or a, a professor of economics or something of that nature or a professor of mechanical engineering at MIT, and they will all tell you <laughs> that there is so much that they don't even know about their subject. They're, they're constantly striving for more knowledge and they're doing research and they're trying to learn um, and they're reading and they're absorbing because that's the thing, the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. And I find that to be as a referee. There's always something that you can learn. So I would enc encourage you, just like Ted Lasso said, be curious, be open, uh, listen, and be willing to listen to other people. No one's perfect. Everyone can always improve. Uh, you know, even when I'm working with very junior referees, maybe they don't have advice from me from their experience, but maybe they have a question for me. Hey, 
why did you make that call there? And it forces me to think about, well, here's what I saw from my perspective. And, and this is, you know, what the considerations are, the laws of the game for that particular situation. So my opinion was X. And they might say, oh, I've heard from, you know, this assessor or someone else that it might be this. And it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Or that's a good question. Or, you know, I might have to learn more about that or, or refer to the laws of the game. So be curious be humble. No one's perfect. You can always improve. I always look at every single match as a learning experience, and I encourage everyone to take that same mindset. Again, you, you sometimes hear the negative comment about referees being, oh, you know, they're pompous and they don't listen and it's all about them. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I never want to be that guy. I mean, yes, I'm confident out there. Um, you know, I've, again, I've refed for a number of years now, I know my business, but you know, no two calls are exactly alike. No two games are exactly alike. And again, you can always learn, always learn. So be open, be humble. I think people like working with other people who are open and curious and humble, and they hate the person who's a know-it-all and thinks they know everything. Um, so be that person, be humble, be curious, be open to feedback. You'll be much more successful in the future. The next one here, take your appearance seriously. If you want to get better as a ref, and listen, I'm the first one to say I do not have all of the official sports gear, all of the jerseys. I just don't. When I started in refereeing, I never thought I'd be sticking with it this long or want to move up the way that I that I have and evolved. And so most of my gear is not the quote-unquote official sports gear. But if you want to be working the higher-level games and you want to become regional or maybe one day go pro, you need the official sports gear. Aside from that, make sure when you show up to the field that you look professional. Um, different games have different uh, requirements. Uh, when you're going to an MLS Next or ECNL, I always have a proper official sports you know, collared shirt or jacket on when I'm arriving at the field. Uh, I'm definitely making sure that if, you know, if I have my shorts on already, that I've got my socks pulled up, I'm in my proper black, <laughs> black kicks when I'm going to the field, but I'm wearing the proper equipment. I look professional. Uh, I'm walking up with my bag professionally. Um, I'm greeting people when I get to the field. So make sure your appearance is tight. You look like a professional. If you don't look like a professional, well, it's going to be a hard time getting people's credibility or having credibility when you get onto the pitch. So make sure you look the part, you know, don't have jewelry on, uh, you know, necklaces, earrings in, even sunglasses on. If it, it, think about how you're going to look to other people, please make sure you take your appearance seriously. Uh, the next thing is we could always get better with our communication. So as we get to that field, are we setting the right tone? Um, if you're a junior referee, if you're a teenager, if you're just starting out, you know, what are you doing when you get to the field to make sure that you've developed rapport with the players, the coaches, sometimes even the fans as well? Are you greeting them? You know, are you going over the, you know, hey, guys, we're going to be playing 40s today. It's going to be a 10-minute halftime. We're not going to do a water break. It's below the, uh, the necessary temperature. Um, hey, can I get two game balls? Whatever it might be. But we're going over. We're having a conversation. Hey, how's things going? And that's something that every referee needs to work on, especially if you're junior, if you're a young man or woman just starting out, or again, you're not young, you're like me, you're older, you're in your 40s. That's a good thing to be working on because it really is helpful as you get into the game as well. 
How about on the field, uh, communicating your calls? Does everyone understand your calls? Are your mechanics, have you ever had someone video you or take pictures of you when you're refing? Um, what do your mechanics look like? You know, what does it look like when you're calling a throw-in, a free kick? Um, you know, where, what about, again, how you're talking to players about the calls that you made? Does everyone understand, you know, the calls that you made? Whether it's the, the tone of your whistle, um, you know, what does your whistle sound like when it's just a throw-in? If you need to get people's attention, you don't have to always whistle for a throw-in. Um, but, you know, what does it sound like when you're stopping play for a sub? Uh, what does it sound like when you're calling a regular foul? What does it sound like when you're calling a serious foul? Um, that's, you know, important, and those are things that we could work on uh, as we get better, whether it's mechanics, whether it's voice, whether it's whistle. Um, also on communication, are you being friendly to your fellow referees? When you see your referees on the pitch, are you, you know, setting the right tone with them? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, where do you normally ref? Cool. You know, just connecting with them, developing rapport. I mean, I, I, I hate to use this word, but it's kind of a fraternity. You know, the hazing is what we do every week on the soccer pitch in front of coaches, players, and spectators. Um, but, you know, you're part of a club when you become a ref. Um, it's a special club. Uh, there are not many people who want to do what we do. It, it's very important. Um, and it's important to set, you know, when you're with your refs, man, that is a safe place. You want to create that safe place. You want to make sure people feel comfortable um, and connected and that they could talk to each other and we got each other's back. So that's something I, I encourage. You know, if you want to get better, make sure you're creating those tight bonds with your fellow referees. Um, another thing that you can do, uh, and very important, are you watching top referees? And, and, and definitely, <laughs> if you're not watching professional uh, football or soccer, whatever you might want to call it, you need to be. Because, <laughs> you know, when I'm watching those games, I'm watching the refs. I mean, yes, I'm watching the game, but I'm watching the ref. Where are they positioned? Um, how are they communicating? What is their demeanor? Uh, gosh, like just you know, what are they? What calls are they letting go? What calls are they making? Um, it's very important to kind of have someone to look up to and have someone to model in your mind as to who you want to be as a referee. So watch top referees. If you're not watching on TV, you know, can you watch top games in your area? Can you go to a, a college match? Can you go to those higher level MLS next ECNL games, uh, high level competitive amateur games in your area? Certainly professional if you can, but there's no reason to go to a professional match to see a top ref. Uh, can you go to uh, the Again, that champion USL championship games, USL you know one games. You're going to see phenomenal referees there. You know, watch them. You know, where do they move? What's their demeanor? How do they communicate? So, highly encourage that. Um, one thing that would be really great too is again, if you, if you do know of some great referees in your area, or you reach out to your state referee administrator to find out who some of those top up and coming refs are, try and learn from the best. Can you run a line for them? Uh, maybe you're not ready to center a USL championship game or something in nature, but can you run a line for a USL two or WSL game? Um, I'm sure you can. I mean, if you've been refing for a few years, there's no reason that you can't. Um, I, and, it, and again, if it's not at that level yet, not the professional tiers, you know, what about MLS next or ECNL? If you're not ready to center those, can you run some lines for that just so you can get up to the speed that you can understand the physicality, the technical level of the play? Um, can you watch that ref? Can you listen to them? Again, listen, learn, you know, understand what are they saying? When are they saying it? How are they moving? How are they communicating? Is so, so, so important to be 
um, the best you can be. And, you know, by starting on a line or taking a fourth official position, you know, and you, you learn from the best and you watch the best in those highest level leagues and competitions, that's how you grow. That's how you challenge yourself. And that's how you will eventually get to that next level. So those are about like eight or nine different topics of what you can do to, to be the best. I, I mean, I hope that you enjoyed that uh, and understand that growth is a journey. You know, it, it's not like you start today and tomorrow you're, you've reached the destination. Every single day is an opportunity to be a little bit better. Again, the goal is not to be perfect. It's to be a little bit better every single day. And as my good friend once said, that is how we stay on the cutting edge of the change. And if you're always learning, you're not going to be irrelevant. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's pod. Uh, as usual, please check out my website and merch at refsneedlove2.com. I appreciate your continued support. And as always, I hope your next game is red card free.